Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool. cool. We rolling. Okay, let me zip. Mm, I'll have one too. No colon, still rolling. <laughs> Can you fill me in? Yeah. Hannah, where have you been? Hospital! Hey! Hey guys, I'm back! This is gonna be the unfunniest episode of Banging Book Club ever because Hannah's not allowed to laugh because it hurts her stitches. It's not funny. It's the fact that Hannah's happy that she's still the best at it. No, she's gonna have a poo bag, she's gonna go everywhere. Wait, does the poo bag go everywhere when you laugh? I don't know. No, it's very much stuck to me. Hashtag Mythbusters. Hello and welcome to the Banging Book Club, the fortnightly podcast where we read books about sex and gender, and we talk about them. Um, my name's Lena Norms. My name's E.C. Moon. And I'm Hannah Witten. She's back from I'm the dead. Back. And we've got a new member of the Banging Book Club. Everyone say hi to Mona. <laughs> my stoma. <laughs> Mona the stoma. Hannah has a poo bag and we're really excited to have it with us. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear its opinions on sex and gender. Well. <laughs> Will it be a Tory? Who knows? I don't know. Mona. I hope not. The NHS built it. <laughs> yeah. Built it. You never built know. Her. Frankensteins can go rogue. Anyway. Mona has uh, she, her pronouns. <laughs> so don't, don't use it. That's really rude. I'm really sorry. <laughs> if she had a Twitter account, we'd know. Sorry. So what is happening in this mini-sode? Because obviously I haven't read The Power. I plan on doing that. Yeah. You'll, re- you'll read it I've not listened eventually. to the episode you did with Sonia yet. Because spoilers. Well, it's very good. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's my personal review. My mum wants to listen to it because she's read The Power. Uh, yeah, no, I had a great talk with Hannah's mum about The Power last week. It was great. She's yeah. very into it. <laughs> um, so um, this mini-sode, we thought we'd talk about um, a book that everybody seems to have read at the moment and um, is is very much in the public imagination and that is The Handmaid's Tale. So the first yeah. series has already aired on Channel 4 and Hula. Uh, the Hulu. second, Sorry, Hulu. Sorry, Hulu. I ain't from the Yanks, I don't know yeah. what they do. Channel 4. It's on Channel 4. A country far, far away anymore. without Channel 4. Um, all four have removed it. Yeah, they so, do that. They have like, it's up for 28 days uh, or something. You can watch it in whichever way you see fit. Use your imagination. Yeah. Oh, also the tenuous link between the power and this mini-sode is uh, dystopian feminist fiction. Which I don't think is that tenuous. No, especially because Margaret Atwood, like, blurbed Naomi Alderman. True. Stuff, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's she all, was, like... It's, it's all, all very linked. connected. And, and the second series, that they've just rela- released the trailer for the second uh, no, series. Have you watched very it? very exciting, yes. Ooh. Wait, the second series of The Handmaid's Tale? How are they going to make another series? They're going off-book... Ooh. Not that they weren't off book in the first place, but like because obviously they're the going end beyond of, the, beyond the. Oh, events were of they the book. off book in the first one? There's lots of stuff that they had to make up because you're seeing stuff from 
uh, other characters that aren't mm. Offred, whereas the book is solely uh, from like Offred's yeah. POV. Ah, like um, who's off Glen and her like oh, yeah. lesbian partner and, and then you see that, what she's imagined. Yeah. No, I thought she was in. She's that is she's in it, but there's no mention of her being gay or like or that. You know, there is mention of yeah, her being gay, but you just her. yeah, you know that she's a gender traitor, but you don't uh, yeah. you don't see what happens to her and her yeah. wife because mm. you no never you never see yeah. and also her like stealing that car and running over some security guys that doesn't happen in the book. And that was like. Insane. <laughs> Noise reviews. Hannah? Um, it's like... Don't strain yourself now. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Mine is a... Ooh. Yeah. Mine's a... <laughs> um, we should probably this... add now, this is spoiler heavy. This is very yeah. spoiler. Do you <laughs> yeah. care about spoilers? Yeah. Also, maybe trigger warning for... Uh, dystopia. <laughs> but, dystopia. Yeah, but also like rape, sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah, Government, Death, horrible governments that lie, horrible things, all of the things. Um, yeah. So that leads very well into my first question, actually. So my first, my first question, class. <laughs> um, do you think The Handmaid's Tale should have been made into a TV series? Why or why not? Well, now that I've seen the TV series and I highly approve of it, I'm like, yes, cool. Because like, before that, were you nervous? Yes. Like when I found out that there was going to be a TV series, mm-hmm. I was like. This must be good. <laughs> I'm not surprised it's been made into a TV series, but I so I read it um, for my A levels when I was 16, and I cannot believe I was set a book like that as a 16 year old. Mm. Maybe it was just more hardcore than I remember. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, but well, like, like, so like 1984 room full of girls. And stuff. Yeah, but 1984, I feel like we had Oliver for like a room full of women. <laughs> Poverty. Yeah, <laughs> the most explicit. <laughs> yeah, for a room full of women who are I don't know who are not necessarily encouraged to talk about things or weren't in that mm. in that kind of uh environment like the whole uh come on Lucy use your words the slut shaming elements of it mm. and the um the ceremony and all of that stuff I'm stunned they say it for us mm. but um well maybe it's a good thing that it was get yeah. you girls talking about it I don't know. Are I you think it's quite girl like, triggering. Mm. Yeah, girl mm. school. Interesting. I don't know if you'd agree with that. that one? But I, I think I think like it's I, it's good to be set like really controversial books at school because mm. we like I remember like um, the Crucible. Did you ever read that? Uh, I know. No, I that was for the other the class. Play. Yeah, it's like all about lying and slut shaming and like That's the one about you're the witches, encouraged the witch to. Time, yeah, it's yeah. like Salem. Yeah. Um, but you're encouraged to think about it critically. And I think, like, with 1984, it's the same. Like, Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's, like... There's also got really horrific stuff, like rats burrowing through people's cheeks and, like... Yeah, yeah I think that's, Rats like, eating babies and, and like, rape and... Then I think there's some specific part of The Handmaid's Tale that really makes me feel, like, sick to my stomach. Yeah. It's because, like, in real life, when are you going to encounter a rat burrowing through someone's cheek... Whereas in real life, when are you going to encounter slut shaming and rape? Probably quite regularly, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, and also like um, with the Hammy's Tale, I guess. Well, kind of in 1984 as well, but with the Hammy's Tale, like she, she didn't make anything up. Like she was, she's very openly like mm. everything that happens in the Hammy's Tale has happened in some regime at some point in history. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, yeah, no, for I didn't sure. make up any brutalities. So it's weird. Yeah. Well, um, what about you? Your for, opinion some, on the TV for series? Me, I like how nuanced and silent the book is. And mm. I think that's what makes it amazing. And yeah. sometimes I, mm, I'm i not sure about the series because I feel like I'm being, uh, things are being simplified because you're shown them. Whereas I think it's scarier to not know what's happening to these characters mm. and not see a death. 
like you, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe I'm just like a literary snob who's like, well, but I, I don't know. I just feel like, and especially it, it, it's kind of like I haven't seen the film, but they did already make a film of it. Apparently that's bad. That's what I've heard. Who knows? I haven't seen it. I watched the trailer for it and it looked horrendous. Wasn't it made in like the 90s though? Well, the yeah. 90s was the golden era of cinema, am I right? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that in a film you wouldn't have to unpack everything, whereas a series really draws everything out. And then, yeah, because yeah, they did have to do that because you find out like mm. what happens to Luke, mm. uh, her husband and, yeah. oh, really? and stuff. Oh, wow, they really go in. Yeah, like, you get... There's a whole episode which is just what happened after him and uh, Offred gets... Oh, also, the series, like, gives her a name, which... Oh, really? Yeah, in the, at the Wait, end... Wait, is that the... Yeah, that at, in the, at the oh, end of the first episode, like, literally... Oh, Julie. June. June. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I did remember that. At the end of the first episode... And I remember when that happened, I got really pissed off. I was like, mm. why the fuck did they name her? Like, the, the whole, whole point, point is that, you is that you, she never has a name. But mm. then, as I continued watching the series, and the more I understood what they were, like, trying to do with the series, and how, like, when you're telling a story in a TV show, it's just a different medium. So mm. you're going to tell the story differently, and that's fine. And I think for a TV show, it's exceptional. Like, I really think yeah. it's incredible. Um and then you kind of get because there's because of the way that the flashbacks are done as well, mm. they use her name mm. in those, and so you're like, mm. oh, okay, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and, and I think it's it. just the way like the way I experience TV is like so different from the way I experience books. Like I was imagining myself as Offred, mm. um, and I was like feeling it, and I I felt tight chested when she yeah. felt tight chested, and I worried about children when she worried about children it was like whereas with this i'm like that is elizabeth moss <laughs> feeling yeah. sad i feel sympathy for elizabeth moss but i can't feel like i am elizabeth moss and i mm. i don't feel it in the same way i think that a big appeal of doing um of doing something like the handmaid's tale for someone doing tv is to create the dystopia mm. like i think and that means that some of the nuance and some of the intricacies that can make the book so good like like the, almost the space in the book mm. like can get ignored because they're so excited to create a dystopia and a dystopian yeah, fiction Yeah, so it's more like series. zoomed out. Yeah, I don't but know. But it isn't. It isn't. Like, the TV show isn't zoomed out. Did you watch the Nerdwriter essay as well? Yeah, I've so, watched it twice. Nerdwriter and Nerdwriter. Yeah, so Nerdwriter. Like, and I rewatched it again today and it's so... And I remember, like, when I watched the series because I watched the series when it first came out and then I saw the Nerdwriter video afterwards. But I remember how claustrophobic I felt because... Mm every shot is just a close-up of their faces yeah. with the bonnet up. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And, that's, and all you see is, like, you don't see much of the dystopian world. What you see is Elizabeth Moss, Moss's reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, just to explain, the, the uh, nerd fighter made this, like, seven... Nerd writer. Yeah. Nerd writer, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Anyway, yeah. um, he made a seven-minute video, probably, about the use of shallow depth of field in The Handmaid's Tale yeah. and talking about how effective it was and the way they used it, because it's kind of a cliche to use it, but they used it in a really good way, and it kind of felt like you were under the hood or under, like, the sheets with the character because it was so shallow when it yeah. zoomed in on her face. And the idea that you only see a tiny bit in focus and everything else is mm. blurred out, which... In a regime like that, you would only see what happens to you. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no news. So um, and the women aren't allowed to read and da 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 so their world is so much smaller yeah um, things like that my other question was um, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I'll just, I'm going to switch them around. Sorry, editing Lena. Um, do you think that it was different um, oh sorry do you think that the series had a different or similar implication for a US and UK audience what do you mean okay I just put this in because I have some opinions I feel like as well with the book it was as somebody who isn't from the US and this is a Canadian author writing in a hypothetical US world but it's very you have to like work it out in the book you have to be like okay I think we're in America and they they eventually start referencing American history and you're like okay we're in America oh yeah yeah. Um, but like for me it was a lot less like nation led in the book because I wasn't like you don't you're imagining a lot of it so a lot of it looked like stuff that i would see or like houses the house that i imagined looked like a like a uk house and it yeah. just felt a lot more like do you think it, it was in this like floating world size? yeah like all the houses and stuff mm. Mm. you're like very just suburban of, yeah. america suburban america whereas like i feel like everything was is now in the sh- in the show is like explicitly american and like all all of the like references like all the visual language is american all of the all of her internal narrative is so American. Yeah, like the way they that write the, the first character. thing I noticed about that. Whereas really? I think what, what exactly? Her, just her, the way she speaks to herself as a normal person mm. is a really... And the way she like, talks to people yeah. when they like put their guard down, they're like, yeah, what's good? I don't know. There's... Whereas mm. in the book, I don't think they used Americanisms as much. I think they had a lot more of like this kind of weird future language. I don't know. Yeah, because we don't really know how like far in the future Margaret Atwood yeah. is right, oh, like, it's meant to imagining be... it. 2005 oh really yeah from 1983 was when it was published right 1985 yeah. I think but yeah oh, oh god right. oh, yeah no now I'm just like yeah. oh um but yeah I, I just I I couldn't help also like feel a bit more distant from it because I think she she wrote the book in a in much more universal way and they've made it for an American audience and made it more specific oh, was it I nice? feel like they have anyway what yeah I know you're right it was made in America wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah it's an American show um so I just very glad that as, as an international away. viewer, um, I felt like it was it was clearly like I never felt alienated by it. By I didn't the feel like it was as pers- or personal, but then again, it's the film thing. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just yeah, America. Um, yeah, <laughs> but also me and Luna have only watched a bit of it. Whereas you've seen the whole yeah. thing. You've really that's true. Also, you're more of a TV person. I feel I don't know about you. I'm not. I feel like a you TV you watch person. more series. You 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 like know more about TV than me. I'm always like, what? Oh really? Yeah. I feel like I'm so don't but, know. I but think then that's. But also, it's like one of those things where you know, like the more you learn about something, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, the more TV I watch, the more TV I realize is out there that I yeah. haven't seen, and I'm like, Argh. it's like when people are like, Lena, you know about books. Give me a book recommendation. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, child, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've read practically no books. <laughs> Even though I read like 50 a year. Anyway. Um, was the expanded story what you imagined? I think I was talking about the books and stuff there. Do you want to just talk about well, the the... Yeah, because the TV show goes beyond the books yeah. in terms of like... It goes, it goes wider, mm. but then the TV series still ends in the same point that the book ends, like mm. season one. And I, I don't know, because I don't know what I... I don't think I imagined anything beyond it. I don't think... I, I had, like, zero expectations. Mm. I had no, like, oh, I hope that this happens, or I yeah. hope that they do this. And so all of the extra stuff to me, I was like, ooh, more content. This is yeah. great. Yeah, I feel like I was way more... I'm just really curious to find out what would have happened after she got in the van. Yeah. Stuff. That, for me, is... Mm. Well, so now, basically, the creators of the show for season two 
it's it's like yeah. after she gets in the van. Mm. Um, That's kind of where my interest is. I think because I, because season one was so good in terms of like judging it as a TV show. Yeah. I'm like, great. You have proved your worth. I trust you now. Yeah. I trust you, you can, with yeah. going beyond the, mm. like the timeline of the book. Maybe that's what Margaret Atwood felt as well. And that she was yeah, signed off. She was like, good, go. Wait, did she happens. have to sign it off? She know. would. Ha- she would have had to. Depends if she signed. How given much. some kind of. Depends if she signed a two-season deal or one-season deal. Yeah. yeah. It um, varies in terms of like authors' involvement in mm. adaptations of stuff. It depends what kind of deal you got in place, I guess. Fun fact: Jodie Pico, Pico, Pico. Who? She <laughs> she wrote um, the. Uh, oh, maybe this is a pointless story. No, go on. I'm curious. Like, My sister's keeper. Okay, she wrote yeah. that book. She signed off the rights for it. They changed the ending. Yeah. She didn't get consulted about it. She didn't find out about it. So they were already shooting the film. She was so furious that she turned up to the set and they turned her away. <laughs> wow. I would have been. I've, I've wow. not read the book, really but I watched the film. Sometimes. But a friend of mine told me about the book ending. And now I can't remember which way around it is. But I remember thinking that... I remember thinking... Oh, the book ending is a lot more like subtle and literary, and mm. the film ending is a lot more Hollywood and dramatic. Yeah, and and like it's hear, a huge always difference. And hearing that, I, I kind of was like, I totally understand why they did that. Mm. But you know, whatever. They were probably when they were signing, though, they were like, "We're totally going to change the ending. Take that out of the contract." Yeah. <laughs> oh you know, or, it's just awful. I just hate it's a weird shit. one, isn't it? Um, because who owns work? I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> um, what did you think about the casting choices? I feel love all of it. I just love all of them. <laughs> I really like the fact that Moira was black. I can't remember if Moira was meant to be black. Mm-hmm. I thought- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, that was a nice... I don't know. I don't think it was explicitly said in the book. No, I don't think it was said, but I liked that choice. I liked her casting choice specifically. It made it feel... I can't remember if Luke is black in the book as well. I don't know. And then their kid, Hannah, is mixed race. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. That, they didn't say that at all in the book. Yeah. Also, Morris played Pilates by the same actress that plays Pusse in Orange is the New Black, and she's just wonderful. Oh, is it? Her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pusse. Pusse, accent on Dwight, bitch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's back. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think about it? I like, um, I didn't, I like, again, I don't know, I just think I'm remembering negative about it. Do you it. not like Elizabeth Moss? Is this your I thing? I love Elizabeth Moss. Okay. Okay. I thought Elizabeth Moss was, a, was a, probably a very good choice. Her face. Yeah, I know. To, to be honest, like the, to play that role when most of your acting is literally just like a camera right in front of your face mm. and all it is is facial expressions yeah. that have to go along with an internal monologue that you've recorded separately. Mm. Like, that's some pretty good acting skills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm impressed. She's, I think she's phenomenal. I think, I think it was more like peripheral characters who were like, like the guy... It's the guy who plays the master, the guy from Shakespeare in Love, or am I going insane? Wait, oh, which I've one's not, the master? Uh, the master? Commander, the commander. The commander. Fred. I can't, no. I can't remember Shakespeare in the Love. The guy who oh. works on the Gwyneth outside. He's not Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. if that's what you're wondering. <laughs> the guy who works <laughs> on the car and stuff and does all the bits and bobs. Nick. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's really familiar to me. Oh, he's in something, I can't he's remember He's in something. Very... He's in Pretty Little Lies or something. Yeah, something like that. Or like 90210. Or like some yeah. weird shit film. Yeah. <laughs> something to do with eyebrows, because he has serious eyebrows. Um, yeah, I just I think I like pictured like the the master of the house and the wife like as older and yeah, less creepier. good looking. Yeah. <laughs> more, more I creepy. really love uh, the actress that plays Serena Joy. Yeah, the, I could the yeah. wife of the panda. I think she's brilliant yeah. and also I love the embellishment that they did to her role mm. as well and her character in terms of um oh you guys haven't watched it <laughs> it was supposed Sorry. to only be talking about the first two episodes but I'm just like no that, can I say yeah I go. um so turns out that Serena Joy um is a you know very pious religious before Gilead took over she was like oh, a religious okay. activist mm-hmm. and like very prominent and um wrote a book called a woman's place um all of you know this isn't the book isn't it i don't think she was like serena joy was a famous televangelist she was a famous person in the book but i can't remember what it was but there's this moment in the show where um some mexican delegates are coming to visit Mm um and uh, it's a, a woman who's in charge and she's talking to Serena Joy and she's asking her questions about this new regime that she basically helped create um, because she was like mm, part yeah, of the original yeah, yeah. group of people who like created the whole new system. Um, and um, this Mexican lady basically like asked her about her book and she was like, is it what you expected? Like, or, or something. And she was like, I can't remember what Serena Joy says, but then, like, she explains her question a bit more. She's like, oh, that you've created a world where women can't read your book. Yeah. And something like that. And you just, oh, it's so good. But you just, like, find out, like, more about 
her and actually like you see this like struggle within her of like this is what I wanted and I helped create this but also it's not quite what I imagined and Mm, I'm and she's not in a position of power anymore because she's a woman whereas before she was quite influential and now she's very much like a wife anyway that sounds interesting that's cool. She's cool. great. Um, I hope that those characters were from Mexico. And I'm not just saying they were Mexican. Maybe we'll find out and then you can tell us. Um, what did you think about like the way it was shot and how it looked? Very jarring. Mm-hmm. Like it was Especially all very yellow, wasn't it? That yeah, and that fir- and very very really de- desaturated. High. Yeah, it makes you feel like a bit sick, and like yeah. it makes mm. made me feel quite claustrophobic. Yeah, claustrophobic, mm. like anxious. Like that first scene alone, where um, they're running away and trying to hide the child, made me so anxious. I was like, do I even want to continue watching? Yeah. Mm. I think so. It's also- effective. Well done, gang. Mm. I think the whole thing's shot like it's a dream sequence in yeah, another film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you wait to like be turned yeah, back into the so normal. So true. It's so weird, but you never go back. <coughs> That's. Uh. But then the flashbacks are, mm. the flashbacks are similar as well. Like it's not like. Mm. The fl- yeah. No, it's the irony, isn't it? The flashbacks are the real life coloured. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go back into the desaturated. The, the flashback that really affected me, maybe because she works in a publishing house, oh, when but when they the like send all fired. the women home. Yeah. I, I just I mean I that would be the end of publishing I know like the bit where she lost a child and stuff I was like well we could do that but I'm like she lost her job guys <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. is that in the second app? yeah no is it first? I can't remember um, what way around it is but yeah and then also I wanted to talk about the like music and sound choices so for me like all of like how close it sounded like the all the actors were to the mics like they were all really like it was almost like asmr yeah. a lot yeah. of the time I was watching an interview with um the actress that plays off Glenn, mm-hmm. Rory, mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> um, Alexis, something or other, that can't remember her name. Um, and she was saying that the camera often is just like a few inches away from their face. So I imagine that the mics are quite close as yeah. well. Wow. That must be so challenging to mm. act in. But yeah, I didn't, I, didn't they play like certain songs? I, I loved, can't So at the end of the second episode, they play the, Hey, 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 dun, dun, oh. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? The that, 80s yeah. film that at the end of Breakfast, um, Club. Breakfast Club in oh. EVA. Yeah, I know what you mean. And like, that was really funny to me. I, right. I really liked... That's like really like... What's, what's the I love proper that. literary word? Juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Oh. I loved that choice and I thought it was... It like pulled you out of it and it was like... That's what like, she can hear in her head because she probably grew up in the 80s and she probably loved that film. And like yeah. when she succeeds and she get out, gets out and she realises the master just wants to play Scrabble with her, she's like, yeah. She's like, winning! Boom, boom. But also that's quite nice for um, the viewer. Yeah. Because it's like high suspense, like you've not been breathing for an hour whilst yeah. you've been watching it. Credits roll. Oh, here's a familiar song that yeah. gives you happy feelings and it's like, and breathe and like help you. Yeah. You need stuff like that in the really sometimes when series. you um sometimes when you're like really involved in uh watching something and then you can't step away from it and mm. then you like it ends but you're still in it. Yeah. yeah. But I re- yeah, when you've got like a song like that as the credits roll, I think it also helps you ease out of 
absolutely. out of that mindset and you can be like I can be a normal human again and remember that that's fiction yeah. but also not fiction but then yeah. she turns that song's playing and she turns up at the gate and she's like hi off Glenn and then it turns oh, around it's not yeah. off Glenn yeah it's not off Glenn so and then like... and then it's like and mood killer yeah so I enjoyed that as a choice that's what I had to say on the music but sweet I like that that was one of my fave parts of it yeah um, things that you wanted to see that you didn't see oh you'd like to have added to it or I feel like because it was away. quite a long series and it's like a lot and it's a short book I think mm. they like managed to keep in most of the like important beats mm. in the book the only thing that they would have missed is just, like, bits of her internal monologue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really... The bit that I've seen of it. Mm. Like, it was cool. really loyal to the book. Oh, there's one bit, actually, that they... Oh, God, did they include? I can't remember. But there was um, one of the many ceremonies where they get all the handmaids together to, like, Mm. murder people and stuff um but there was one where it was like parading the little girls so like the the girls who have been born of handmaids who are maybe like seven years old or something Mm. or maybe a bit older and they were then getting like paired off with young boys and they were gonna be engaged i don't know but there was there was a bit in the book i swear there was a bit in the book where like aunt lydia's there and they're like look at these young daughters of Gilead and and they're like I don't know a bit older they're not babies they're Mm. children or teenagers oh and they're being like paired off maybe or they're just being shown off I can't remember that would be such an American TV exec decision no 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 that didn't happen in the show yeah that's what I mean as in they will have seen it and been like nope too controversial that one's about kids (laughs) like left it I don't know I can't remember most other things I mean they included the bit where Hmm. The handmaids beat up the yeah. rapist. Yeah, that was weird. I'm glad was they included that because it's so. I mean, it's a really jarring scene. Mm. Oh yeah. But did it remind you of? Go on. Spoiler. No. For the power. Oh yeah, no, don't say anything. Okay. It reminded me of the power. <laughs> I can't Apart remember which power. bit you mean, but I'm sure we mm-hmm. can discuss it in a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll discuss it another time. Um. Cool. Best bits. Best bits, Offred's face. <laughs> all of it. So all, all of the show. Yeah. Oh, just also Moira. Yeah, Moira's, I was just going to say, I really like Moira. Moira's, uh, I won't say anything, uh, just for spoilers for Lucy, if you're going to watch it, the whole thing, but Moira's uh, extended storyline. Okay. Of what That's happens, exciting. Of what happens Mystery. to Moira. Okay, she becomes a brothel lady. Yeah, but after that, because you know that happens in the book, and then mm. um, in the book... I thought that was the saddest part I know. of the whole book when I read she, it. she, like, escapes, and then she gets caught yeah, again. into a different world. But, um... Because yeah. in the book, uh, Offred says, I don't know what happens to her because I never saw her again. Mm. But in the TV show, you get to find out what happens to Moira. And, it okay. like, I was in fucking tears. Was, it's um, not going to be good, is it? Well, it was... They were tears, but I'm not saying if they were happy or sad tears. Okay. But I mean, there was tears. Like some rules of photography, and like you know, it just it did it did the things. Yeah. Um, and then also, I've just thought of something that I did really enjoy was like I, I always noticed when they did those shots of above of the handmaid maids, and they were always swarming. Mm, so yeah. like when they're in the courtyard, or when they're it um, makes them seem like when, a... just after that baby's born, and then they take away the baby from 
the one-eyed lady, Janine, oh, Janine yeah. and then they all come around and hug her, and it's like it's always shot from above, and it's like a swarm. So it's kind yeah. of like they're it's like beautiful, but it also is like this animalistic thing of like they're swarming, they're like bees, oh, or I like, like that. you know, anim- it's good. weird. Um, and also like, from above, it. you can't see any of their faces. Yeah, yeah, it was like this organism thing, and it also reminded cool. me of those like really upbeat adverts where they get those people to like turn over <laughs> sheets of paper <laughs> above At their the heads time, to like yeah. spell logos. Yeah, I always <laughs> found it really weird how. Um, Janine is like one of the only handmaids that is regularly referred to as her name. Mm. Like even like not just the handmaids, but like the aunts and yeah. other people mm. are like Janine, da da da. But then they'll also is. call her off Warren. Mm. So they'll kind of call her both. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. I it, I don't know if it's because um, she's, oh, what's, politically correct way of saying this she's got like mental health issues mm. so she's like oh, does she does she actually i thought she was faking them oh um, really interesting in the series i thought it's implied that they're fake was it because you know she's got a, she's naked and she's by the window and she's talking to herself mm. they're like stop that we know that you're lying you don't want to go to where they're going to send you if you continue to pretend to be like this really yeah oh. and she stops Oh, because if she was actually mad, they would have sent her to the colonies or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't That's know. I I always thought that it was because she was because she was um, like that. She was like more vulnerable, so they called her by her name because mm. she maybe didn't answer to off war. I don't know. Weird. I don't know, but Not also, sure. but also, I don't. I don't feel like anyone in Gilead would have shown her that courtesy of calling her by her name. So that's why it confuses me. Yeah. Yeah. Of why it's she's like a weird choice. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But she's amazing in it as well. Mm. She's yeah. got a great storyline that... God, anyway, they really do explore everyone. They, yeah, they yeah, really yeah, do. Exactly. They really do. Yeah. <laughs> Would we have sex with the handmaid's tale? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Not in any way. No. no. Not even Not if somebody same. held me down and pretended it was their a vagina. Ceremony. No, oh. no, no. I'm fine. <laughs> Thanks for asking. That's a, that's a firm no from the Maggie Book Club. <laughs> yeah. We would not have sex with Hammy's Tale. Um, cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I feel like I'm Don't forget to go follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh, oh, we have an Instagram that I've been bad at updating, but I promise <laughs> there is stuff coming. It looks good. It's Thanks. very aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. It looks like a sex cake. <laughs> it's like that was not icing. my plan. <laughs> Sure. But hey, it's, what is a it's sex cake? Be the icing. Like, I don't know. I shouldn't be a reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter be like the filling, and Instagram be the icing of. Yeah, it looks book like the cake. icing of the banging book club. That's what. Yeah, it but like. the tasty bits in the middle. That's yeah, which Twitter. is the Twitter account. And potatoes, which is just me <laughs> tweeting limericks at the moment. But I'm into it. I'm not apologising for it. This month, February, we are reading "She of the Mountains" by Vivek Shreya. 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 I don't know. It's a very short book. Please read along. I've read it already. Also, February is the month of Hannah and Lucy's uh, birthdays. So don't forget to wish us happy birthday. Mine is on the 19th and Lucy's is on the 20th. Do you know what you could do that would be really nice for our birthdays? You could leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. It could be my unbirthday present. Yeah, but don't mention it's our birthdays. You know, you just got to be like, oh, I just love Banging Book Club. And I'm just leaving this review, this really great positive review just, for, just spontaneously because spon- yeah. I felt like it Hannah's is the 19th mine is the 20th you know what to do Hats there we birth. go I love it <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Is Bye. there any other admin? We good? Uh, we did. Welcome back, me. Welcome back, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's alive and well. Yeah. Yeah. With no, Mo- she's good enough. Without a colon, but yeah. with Mona. With yeah. Yeah. Sans colon. Avec Mona. Sorry, <laughs> that's literally what you said, and I just did it in French. No, no I'm, I prefer for no reason. Such a knob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Got this outro forever. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.